Welcome back, folks, to the Ronin Rabbit, a Usagi Ojimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. Thank you for joining me today as I sit on my back porch, slightly overcast in the mid to high 60s, a little breeze blowing. Uh, nothing really going on in the neighborhood today, so hopefully, uh, except for the air exchanger here next to the back porch, we won't be bothered as we discuss... Usagi Ujimbo issue 54 from the Dark Horse Maverick line, cover dated January 2002. The story is entitled The Return of the Lone Goat and Kid. Now, if you want to get in touch, you can tweet me at Teal Productions, T-E-A-L. I post the episodes on the Usagi Ujimbo Fan and Usagi Ujimbo Dojo Facebook pages. The website is bigtimenoise.com slash Rabbit. You can leave comments there. Usagipodcast at gmail.com. You can email the show there. And we now have forums, courtesy of justanotherfanboy.freeforums.net. That is hosted uh, by a listener and friend of the show, uh, Stephen Orr, and his Just Another Fanboy show. Give it a listen. I think you'll like it. On the cover, we have Usagi as he's fighting off a bunch of miscreants, uh, most of whom seem to be wielding spears as they're forcing Usagi off of a cliff. He seems one step off already, holding Goro Goro, attempting to fend everyone off with a one-handed katana wield. Now inside, uh, well, let me go back. Uh, those of you that may be new, um, Usagi Ojimbo is created, written, and illustrated by Mr. San Stan Sakai. The colors for the cover were administrated by Tom Luth, and the colors for the back cover by Mr. Jason Vom. The story opens. We see one, two, three, four panels. Um, well, actually, we see five of seven panels that are focused on an ad that has been nailed to a tree that merely is a hand-drawn uh, cart. We know it to be a baby cart because it is the sign for Lone Goat and Kid, or Yagi and Gorogoro, if you prefer proper names. Uh, the sequence is very cinematic as a shadow creeps up the first four panels of the advert on the tree, showing that someone is walking up to it. We then get a couple panels of Yagi looking at the ad, and then the final panel tells us what we need to know, finally. Someone needs us, Goro Goro, as Yagi walks past the advert on the path. Goro Goro in the baby cart, we now find out, but the baby cart making the very uh, iconic geek Geek, 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 geek sound as the wheels are turning as it's being pushed. Next, we have the title page, and we see Goro Goro, excuse me, Goro Goro running for his life through the forest, uh, running such that he is scaring the Tokagi that he encounters. Ultimately, unfortunately, he trips uh, scorpions as his feet land over his head, and then he twists back. Oh, to, to be a child and be that flexible anymore. Uh, those of you that are into wrestling have seen the, the scorpion as people are thrown around the ring, and you just wonder how they recover uh, as older men their sizes. But, well, 
At least I do. I won't speak for you. Ultimately, Gorogoro uh, stands up, looks over his shoulder, and feels, hears that there is still someone chasing him, picks up a stick, and prepares to defend himself as we see a much disheveled um, ruffian, miscreant, uh, brigand, if you will, step around a tree and start talking some trash to Gorogoro as this man previously had captured Gorogoro and Gorogoro has escaped from him. Now this brigand is attempting to uh, get back the Gorogoro because that was his charge to capture the child and we will find ultimately taking back to his boss who is boss Hoshi. Again, we will find. Um, a mini battle ensues as in a comedic way we see Goro defend himself by smacking the miscreant um, over the head. And as he stands uh, gaining himself again, he is distracted by someone behind him. And as he turns to look to see who is um, berating him for taking his anger out on a child, we see that it's Usagi. A quick fight ensues now between the brigand and unnamed brigand at this point, and Usagi. Usagi uh, sends him flipping head over heels, landing as he's stunned. Now he has two bumps, noticeably, on his head. One from Gorogoro's stick and one from the flip that Usagi just administered. He looks up and beholds a sword point mere inches from his face as Usagi tells him, Get out of here before I get mad. Retrieving the um, sword of the brigand so that nothing happens to it, so that nobody uses it poorly, uh, perhaps also to get it away from Gorogoro. Usagi approaches him and tells him, or asks him rather, Do you remember me? I'm Miyamoto Usagi. We met a while ago. Uh, and we're told that was in Usagi Ujimbo Book 5, Lone Goat and Kid. And that would be Book 5, the um, the trade paperback. So a quick perusal of the records indicates that they met in the first volume issues 19 through 24 was that inaugural Lone Goat and Kid story that he is referencing. And that is what is collected in its entirety in Lone Goat and Kid, and actually that is the only storyline in that trade paperback. So it's that, those what, five books? 24, 19? Yeah. So. Uh, Usagi asks, where's your father? And Gorogoro just continues to stand there holding his stick in a, uh, in a two-handed sword kind of hold. I'm, I'm sure that there's a discipline that describes that, but I'm, I'm not that up on those things. I apologize. Usagi continues to try to talk uh, to Gorogoro. I, I don't believe up to this point we've ever seen Gorogoro speak. Um, I believe he can. I don't know. I, I know that uh, Daigoro in Lone Wolf and Cub, he could speak. He just was very, very picky as to when he did. So Usagi's trying to ascertain where Yaki is, uh, Gorogoro's uh, father, presumably, or the lone goat to Gorogoro's kid. Uh, nothing. Gorgoro just continues to stand there holding the stick that he found off to one side as one would hold a sword upright. Finally, Usagi says, well, have it, have it your own way. Follow me if you want to. And he just turns and heads back down the path. Um, well, in the direction he had come, uh, it's hard to say. He may have 
no, he continues the way that he had come. So they have passed a village, uh, Usagi has, on his journeys, and now he is going back to what turns out to be the closest village. He continues walking, continues walking. Finally, Gorgo realizes that, oh, that dude is going to leave me. And so he uh, drops his defensive pose and kind of jogs to catch up to what he assumes is a safe distance behind Usagi, which he maintains for a little while. Every now and then, Usagi will try to slyly, you know, look over his shoulder to see if uh, Gorgoro is there. And whenever Kid realizes that, he assumes that defensive stance with the stick again. And so finally, Usagi just kind of shakes his head and thinks to himself, what a strange kid. Soon, uh, they wander into the village. Usagi uh, looks around and says, maybe we can get some information at that inn. Besides that, I'm hungry. And so he orders a, a largish spread, uh, m- more than food for one, and sits there and starts eating. Uh, but Gorgoro doesn't do anything. Usagi finally asks him, well, what, what's the matter? The food's good. Aren't you going to eat? And, you know, next panel is Stoneface Kid. Usagi's eating. Mmm, see, it's delicious. Next panel, Stoneface Kid. Ah, this food's not free, you know. I'm going to buy some supplies and you'll have to carry them for me so eat up and kid softens and then just completely trashes a bowl of rice here (laughs) do i know kids or what usaki thinks well as they're eating usaki and kid that is and i think from now on i'm going to refer to him as kid rather than goro goro Uh, that name seems to trip me up a little bit so kid I, i i think i can do kid for the remainder of the show um, a couple dudes, uh, we don't know what they are necessarily, walk in. They, they're referring to the rice cracker merchant's senbai, uh, as he has said that recently something has happened and the League of Merchants hired an assassin to kill Lo, uh, uh, bosses Hondo and Hoshi, who are money lenders. Money lenders, it turns out that the majority, if not all, of the merchants in town owed money to. And finally, several of them got together to hire Lone Goat and Kid to dispatch bosses Hondo and Hoshi. Now, we know, you know, money lenders, that's the equivalent of, of loan sharks, or I, I don't know, maybe maybe nowadays it's not even loan sharking. It's um, fast money or whatever those businesses are called, which here in the state of West Virginia, they're outlawed. You, you don't find those businesses here. But interestingly enough, it's my understanding, the next town after you cross the state border into any of our bordering states, there you will find one of those quick cash places, but not in the state of West Virginia. So there you go. More than you ever wanted to know about West Virginia. Thank you. There'll be a test at the end. No. Well, yes, there will be. So they're talking, uh, and basically we find out that one of the brothers, Hondo, was dispatched uh, Hoshi was not, and so Hoshi is now aware of what's going on and is on, he and his, his people are on high alert for this Lone Goat and Kid. Uh, word was that he had captured Kid, but Lone Goat had gotten away after the assassination, which had occurred mm, on the road to the Mountain Temple, and so people are, uh, Hoshi's people are kind of focusing there because that was the last place that Lone Goat was seen, and that is where 
kid was captured. So, uh, after listening to these men, Usagi and Kid, having finished their meal, first of all, decide that uh, the Mountain Temple Road is probably the first place to start looking, since that was the last place Lone Goat was seen. As, as they're exiting the inn, we see a kind of a goofy, sneaky, sniveling kind of dude see uh, that they left, and he's he's cloaked and hooded, and he's running around going, <laughs> like he's a real weirdo, you know? Um, so he runs back to Hoshi's fortress. Uh, to, fortress is maybe a strong word for it, but it, his, his uh, home, yeah, I'm not sure what it would be called. Again, I apologize. I sh- I'm sure there's a, a word for that, particularly this uh, time in history, but it's not coming to me, and I neglected to think to look it up. Inside, we see that Hoshi is admonishing the brigand who Usagi and Kid encountered at the beginning of our story. He's made his way back, delivered the bad news to Boss Hoshi that not only did he lose Kid, but he completely lost Kid. So now they don't have him at all. And Hoshi was definitely wanting to use Kid as, as a bargaining chip Um Either to either and to save his life, uh, or to hire Lone Goat and Kid to turn around and kill the merchants that were hired to kill him. Now, we know, having read Lone Wolf and Cub, or at least those who have read it, which this is seriously patterned after that character, that story, know that Itogami would never turn on a contract like that. It it, it occurred several times that he had the opportunity and and his honor dictated no you know first of all once you agree to a contract you complete that contract at all costs that that's your that's your honor on the line money whatever the people who deserve to die whatever no it's honor that you have to keep up with and so you know th- this boss doesn't the, or this man just doesn't understand the, the mentality of the person that he's speaking about because they would never do such a thing. But he um, abuses his brigand uh, employee here a little bit, kicking him around and tells him to go out and find the kid. I don't care where he is. I don't care what you have to do. Go find him and bring him back. That was your job. Go do it. Uh, the little sneak thief finally wanders in and tells him, uh, Boss, I saw them, the samurai and the kid, they're going toward the temple road. And so Boss Hoshi gives his orders. Well, first of all, he pays the little sniveling sneak thief, um, tosses him a bag of, um, who knows, a small bag. Maybe it had coin in it, more than likely. Um, and then he instructs his men, half of you stay here. I still need protection. The other half of you go to Temple Road, set up an ambush, kill the samurai, get kid, and bring them back here. After they all leave, everything gets locked up and buttoned up, and we see a guard at the gate who was there as, you know, all the men left. And he's thinking, hmm, I'd better lock that gate until they return. And then we see the words, kick, kick, kick. And he says, huh? And steps out and looks one way and doesn't see anything. Looks the other way and doesn't see anything. And then he looks over his shoulder as he continues to hear, kick, kick, kick. And then says, what the? And we have, um, you you can see a sword and a an exclamation on the guard's face. I believe that 
someone decapitated him is is what we're seeing here. We don't have a death's head. We don't have any blood, but I think that's what that panel shows us. Um, and for those of you that are interested, it's the bottom right on page 17 if you want to educate me on how goofy I am on not realizing that that is definitely the case if it is. So we have several panels of Usagi and Kid walking down the temple road. They get to a bridge over a raging river. And as soon as they set foot on the bridge, we hear, it's about time you got here. We've been waiting for a while. And Usagi wheels around. Six brigands, two, four, six, yeah, um, threaten him and tell him, you know, we want the kid and we'll get him no matter what. Kid, who had been trailing Usagi, right, at, at that safe distance, now runs up and gets behind Usagi as Usagi puts one hand on his sword and the other kind of palm back by his side, kind of holding Kid back, you know, indicating stay back here. And then as he has drawn his sword and prepares for the attack or to attack, someone from behind him says, you underestimate the number of your opponents and turning to the other end of the bridge because he is at Usagi is just on the bridge. So down the path back towards the village is the first set of brigands. Now on the other side of the bridge on the path is a group of seven brigands threatening. And they yell out, you're surrounded, samurai, give us the boy. Usagi tells uh, Gorogoro uh, Kid to, to run up here and he picks him up because it's going to be easier to keep up with him as he's fighting if, if he's got him close rather than trying to keep him behind or in front, you know, anything like that. So now on this page, let's see, yeah, it's the first time. The first three panels, as they're talking back and forth, we hear kick, 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 kick. And then the first set of brigands closest to the town, as they look over their shoulder, they see Yagi pushing the baby cart coming up on them. They recognize him immediately. Um, maybe they were part of the group. That uh, Who knows? But they right off, they recognize him. Quickly, they turn and attack Usagi to try to get Kid before this dude, who's, you know, a little ways back there, can uh, make up the distance. Well, as Usagi is fighting, holding them off, Yagi draws his sword from wherever, somewhere on the baby cart probably, and attacks the brigands from this side. As he attacks them, the brigands from across the bridge have now crossed and are attacking Usagi. So Usagi, who's caught in the middle, turns his attention to the one set of brigands. Yagi is attacking the other set of brigands hopefully getting all of their attention so that none of them turn their attention to Usagi, who's caught in the middle of these two groups of brigands. Um, so we have several, you know, slashy, slashy fight, fight panels on pages 22 and 23. The top half of the two pages is one panel that goes across both pages. That's, that's pretty cool. Again, very, very cinematic. Something uh, that Mr. Sakai has always had, and he has always created primarily Usagi. Um, off the top of my head, I'm not quite as familiar with other things. Uh, 47 Ronin, it was written by someone else. Um, so I, I don't necessarily remember the artiqueness of that book. But in Stan's written and drawn creations, he has a very cinematic eye, and he thinks very cinematically, very um, 
where would I put the camera? What is the best point of view, the best angle and things like that? And, and so he will purposefully do things to uh, set mood and set tone, give you uh, vistas of where Usagi is, moon and sun, weather, wind, other animals or characters reacting to what is going on, as well as, you know, panels of what, what is actually the action. So here we have this bridge over a raging river. We have, in, in order from left to right, we have Yagi, a group of brigands, Usagi, a group of brigands, all standing on this, this bridge, fighting back and forth, um, dying a couple. The handrail is open. So there are the handrail, and then there are pillars. So you can see there are a couple laying on the bridge. One has tumbled over the bridge into the water or is in the process of falling. Usagi is pushing the attack. Yagi is pushing the attack. But I noticed here the back of this first group of brigands that Yagi is attacking has turned and is focusing on Usagi. Now, I don't know... I guess Usagi, I see here in the next panel, he does see that. But that was that was my concern, is that Usagi would lose track that he's in the middle, thinking Yagi had taken care of all of them on one side. But it, it does look like here with a, a backslash of, of some nature, he takes out that brigand, and it's, it's the same via the dress that he's wearing. Uh, we can tell. Yagi finishes off another one or two, and the remaining handful run away. We now have uh, several panels of conversation between Yagi, Lone Goat, and uh, Usagi Ojimbo, our protagonist for the story. Catching up a little bit, um, mainly it is a sequence whereby Yagi thanks Usagi for once again saving Kid, uh, saying that he is indebted, he has a long memory, he won't forget etc etc and with a goodbye goro goro look after your father and the um kick 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 of the baby cart so ends the story of the second i think second meetup of lone goat and kid and usaki ochimpo back page inside back cover we have letters but what i thought was cool is we have some pictures here from the 2002 20 plus years ago, San Diego Comic-Con, and uh, the pictures show members of the Usagi Yojimbo Dojo. The only name is Todd Bustillo, who is responsible for the pictures. So the, the there's three pictures. The middle one has two, four, six people standing there with Stan. So maybe those are actual dojo members. And thus ends our story. The back page uh Illustration is a, a cool illustration of Usagi with a water gourd tied to the hilt of his katana, and he's holding the katana over his shoulder, kind of like the 20s uh, American hobo uh, traveler would kind of be drawn. So that was drawn in 2001. So, and I think, uh, let's see, so sake, uh, while they're Sitting in the inn, eating, uh, Usagi and Kid, when the other two village dudes, or perhaps workers, merchants, whatever they are, come in, they order sake. Uh, that is the only word that I saw. 
I believe there was a Ronin or two thrown around, but that word has become so ubiquitous now in the story that it's not really defined um, every time. Might you know one out of every four or five times, Mister Sakai might define it, but he has used it enough that we know what that means, and that that should finish it up. Um, I believe this also will finish up the episodes for the year uh, 2022 this year. So I will see you guys next year as we continue our marching uh, and our reading of Usagi Ojimbo. Talk to you guys later. Ciao.